Welcome, Bank This Nation, back to the ETHCC experience. We are almost halfway through. This one is with Mihalo from Polygon. Polygon was super hyping up their announcement, which they announced at the ETHCC number six conference, which was their ZK EVM. And as it turns out, fate would have it decide that they were actually just one of three teams that decided to release their ZK EVM during ETHCC week. ETHCC is big like that in the sense that people wait to release their announcements for ECC or they like rush to get their thing announced at ECC. ECC is actually quite a big deal as far as conferences go. And Polygon waited for ECC to release their ZK EVM, but the ZK EVM wars are on. So we talked to Mahalo about everything they're doing with the ZK EVM at Polygon. And of course, all the other peripheral topics around Polygon. And there's a fun little backstory because I was hanging out with Mihalo at the last ECC, which is really where this ZK EVM announcement really got incepted behind the scenes way back when with a phone call, which I was just like sitting with uh, my good friend Mariano Conti, having a beer with Ustri and Mahalo when he received a phone call. Fast forward one year later, they release a ZK EVM testnet uh, as a fallout of that phone call. It's just a fun little story. So we tell this story and more in this fantastic episode of the ECC experience. Each one of these ECC episodes is being recorded separately for optimum candy for you, the listener. But usually we do our full pre-recorded ads, but instead I'm going to do them all right here, right now, super fast. So here we go. One of the big themes of ECC week was the launch of the ZK EVM. Three different teams all launched their testnet. And while everyone is trying to claim who was first, we can confidently say that ZK Sync has been focused on the ZK EVM for the longest. The golden end game of the ZK EVM has been the vision of ZK Sync since the beginning. And during ECC week, they launched their 100 days to mainnet plan, which is now already down to 93 days. So if you're going to join the ZK EVM wars, make sure you post about it on Lens, the first decentralized social networking graph. In crypto, we say not your keys, not your crypto, but on Lens, we say not your keys, not your content. Own your own social media handle, choose your own algorithm, and mint your profile using the secret code word in the show notes. And something that's likely going to be talked about on Lens is, of course, the Ethereum merge. And the merge is why you should be staking your ETH with Rocketpool. It's a decentralized Ethereum validator network where you deposit ETH and get your RETH in return and then you can take that R ETH into DeFi. And if you run a node, you can let other people deposit their ETH into your node and you earn 15% of their staking commission as payment for your node operating services. And then maybe you want to take your R ETH over to Arbitrum. For all of your DeFi things, Arbitrum is where you have to be. With over 35,000 contracts deployed and 1 million unique addresses, Arbitrum is leading the way into the age of rollups. You know how I know all these numbers? Because I watched Arbitrum's talk at ECC, which you should definitely also watch, but not before you're done watching this video first. But in order to get your money over to Arbitrum so you can buy your RETH natively, then you should use Juno because Juno is the fastest bridge from your checking account to an Ethereum layer 2. A checking account to an Ethereum layer 2 is absolutely crazy and it just takes minutes. Juno is your crypto checking account for the crypto era. But when you're doing all of these things, make sure that it's on a privacy first browser, which is why you should be using Brave. It blocks all the browser ads, it's got a native Web3 wallet, and it puts the user first the Web3 way. And I hope you use all of these sponsors for going bankless. And now I bring you my conversation in person with Mihalo from Polygon. What's up, Mihalo? How's it going? Hello, David. Uh, just all over the place with the, all the great announcements coming from the Polygon side. 
And yeah, thanks for taking the time to chat. Oh, of course, of course. Every time I see you at a conference, you're always moving a mile a minute. And it's always because you have like something to announce. Yes, fortunately, it's like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a yeah, good place to be in. So yeah. what is it this time, Mahalo? What did you guys announce this time? We are very, very excited. Today is a very big day for Polygon. I, I would say it's probably the single most important event ever since we announced Polygon. Mm. Today, we, as you, as you probably know, and as some people already saw the news, we announced ZKVM. So Polygon is the first project that actually shipped ZKVM, which is basically considered the holy grail of scaling. So <laughs> ZKVM, for those who don't know, is basically a ZK-friendly EVM implementation. And EVM is, as most of us know, I guess, Ethereum virtual machine, the core execution component of the Ethereum itself. And for quite some time, we have been kind of, as a community, pursuing this holy grail of scaling that is going to have this free major, very important features in, in one. One is, of course, Ethereum compatibility or ideally VM equivalence, which is even mm -hmm. a step further. We ideally want, we all know Ethereum is absolutely dominant in terms of developer mindshare, in terms of tooling, the maturity of the ecosystem and everything. And we, of course, want to leverage that. We want to stand on the shoulders of the giants of the giant and we don't want to waste all that great amount of work that the community has put so far in Ethereum and building all these tools and wallets and everything that we currently use. So with EVM equivalence, we get to leverage all of that and keep the same developer experience that developers are used to, same programming languages, same developer uh, environments, etc. So that's what ideally we want. That's the first major feature. The second major feature is of course security. So we know Ethereum is the most secure programmable blockchain in the world. And ideally, of course, we want to leverage that security because in layer twos, we uh, still have millions or hundreds of millions of dollars. And we really want, we really need highest level of security. And that is what Ethereum gives us. So ideally, we want to leverage that. And the third major feature is scaling, of course. We need to scale significantly. We need to scale orders of magnitude if we really want mass adoption and if you want to onboard billion plus people to Ethereum. So this was that holy grail that ZKAVM has been representing until today, basically. And we are very fortunate and incredibly humbled that we were able to actually ship it. It's full featured, it's fully open source, which is very, very important. Anyone can take a look at the code, examine, make sure, first of all, that it's really a full-blown EVM implementation with all the important opcodes and everything. And then, of course, we want this to be a community effort. And like everything that Polygon has done so far, everything is, as I said, fully open source. We invite community to take a look at what we have built in the background throughout this past year to give us feedbacks. We expect contributions from other community members. So yes, all in all, very exciting moment. Yeah, okay. So a ZK EVM, like, like you said, is considered like there are no further like scaling like degrees beyond a ZK EVM. And, and since this is a developer conversation, this can take me a few questions to like really fully unpack this. Uh, so, you know, there's general consensus that a ZK rollup is like the end state, kind of as we said. It's that EVM part that's the difficult part. We have like application specific uh, ZK rollup so far, like DYDX chain used to yes. be this. Uh, we had like Diversify used to be a Z, like a Stark yes. X like app specific chain. A few others like Immutable X used to be a, apps, uh, a Stark X app specific EVM chain. It's that generalizability, which is the ZK EVM, so the Ethereum virtual machine inside of a zero knowledge rollup. And so like that's what we're talking about. And so that's been like the end goal. What was actually shipped today? It, like a mainnet? 
There is a road to mainnet that okay. we today announced. Of course, it's a very, any sort of mainnet is very high responsibility, especially right. given that we are really seeing huge level of interest for ZKVM. Okay. Everyone would like to try it. Everyone would like to deploy. People would, will transfer capital. So we want, we, today we announced this road to mainnet. Today we announced the code. Okay. We shared it with the road. Okay. The, the testnet, internal testnet is basically days away, probably okay. a week or something like that. Fully permissionless public testnet is weeks away probably one month, roughly, mm -hmm. one month, month and a half. It depends on, on several factors, but it will be live in a matter of weeks. And after that, the mainnet. Between public testnet and the mainnet, we really want public scrutiny. We really want multiple audits. Mm -hmm. We really want battle-tested you know, uh, testnet that has been proven quite a while. So it will definitely take several months, two <laughs> to three months, I think. So we're basically targeting end of the year for the final mainnet release. What has been released today is the code right. itself and everyone can actually see that we have basically re-implemented the whole EVM, which was, as you uh, said, exactly right. the tough nut to crack, basically. Mm -hmm. Proving some of these expensive opcodes of Ethereum like KECAC, ECDSA, and some others was really, really hard to the point that some people were questioning, is it even practically possible? Mm -hmm. We were very fortunate that these great teams that we have under the Polygon umbrella, Polygon Hermes, Polygon Zero, and Polygon Maiden, there has been several cryptographic and engineering breakthroughs, very major ones. For example, on the Zero side, Polygon Zero side introduced this Plonky 2, which was the fastest recursive prover in the industry, basically. Goldilocks fields, which is this very specific arithmetic field that has some very interesting properties and allows us to get some very significant efficiency improvements. So combining these breakthroughs and really great collaboration between these teams for the past 12 months, we have been able to crack these hard to implement opcodes. And yes, we are like incredibly fortunate and, amazing, and uh, amazing. Yeah, excited that this happened. What happened today was the starting pistol for the road to mainnet. Yes. So you guys published your code for like public peer review. People get to yes. look under the hood. Yes, it's like it's finished code. Yeah. Including the prover, which is the hardest right. part. The whole EV implementation and the right. prover, everything is open source, everything, and it's full featured. Right, okay, so you've also published this and like other people can take this code and run with it if they so choose. In the sense that uh, anyone can obviously use the code, examine mm -hmm. the code. On the license itself, we are okay. still deciding. Okay. It's definitely going to be an open source license. As I said, we open okay. source the code today and we definitely make it available to everyone to reuse mm -hmm. moving forward. We're just deciding on the exact open source license sure. format that we will have. It's definitely going to be the contribution to the community that people will be able to use. Okay, so code is out there. People get to look under the hood. People get to judge it, make sure it's all there. There's going to be a devnet sometime soon, which sounds like a permissioned testnet. So like yes. let some early people in there start to try and break things. Then an actual testnet comes later after that. And so public testnet, permissionless testnet, everyone gets to come and try and break this thing or start to build their app yes. or just do something. Yes. Uh, and then after that, kind of like the Ethereum testnets, after that gets like tried out in the wild for a little bit. Uh, we get more data, we get more feedback. We start to like polish off some edges. Then we'll go to mainnet, and now we have a fully public permissionless ZK EVM on mainnet. Exactly, exactly. And just, I guess, relatively important thing to note there is that what is ahead of us now is, I would say, a standard web-free software release process. Mm -hmm. There are no engineering challenges, no cryptographic challenges. This was the challenging part, right. proving these complicated right. opcodes, cracking that, that whole thing up, the whole EVM, basically, the whole implementation. That was the tough part. Now is basically just a more or less routine 
process of reaching the mainnet itself. Right. That's certainly exciting. Yeah. What we've been talking about on Bankless, I've already brought this up in a number of interviews, but uh, we're, we're in this like bear market, but we're not going to get out of it until we build our way out of the bear market. So we must build and like a, a ZK EVM can start to like produce some of this, solve some of the UX issues at the top level for like, you know, instant transaction speeds, basically like zero transaction fees. Is that fair? Like start discussing transaction fees. You can technically allow zero fee transactions, right. but then you have this spam problem, which was sure. why the fees right. were introduced in Ethereum in the first place. Right. But in, we are definitely discussing negligible transaction fees. Mm -hmm. okay. You can easily, I guess, compensate the, the transaction fees for users. Right. But then again, you have this spam, spam issue problem, that right. maybe can be also addressed. It's a thing to discuss right. and consider, but certainly. Yeah. If there isn't compensated fees, like I'm the user and I'm going to pay the transaction fee and I need to send you some ether, can we guesstimate how much of that, that can cost? Currently for us to actually produce, when you take everything into account, the computing power that you need to actually generate the proofs, mm -hmm. when you take all the running, I guess, operational costs of this solution that we have, I can give you the exact figure, but it's $0.0087 is less than a penny is the, the actual operational cost that mm -hmm. we have to process the transaction, to generate proofs and everything. And also worth noting that this is the first iteration of the sure. KVM. Right. We have clear idea and clear path how we're going to improve the efficiency of mm -hmm. ZKVM. It was about proving that this is possible, <laughs> basically, yeah. because right. it, it, no one was certain. Even mm -hmm. us, you know, in certain times, we were questioning, mm -hmm. you know, this is really too hard of a nut to crack. But it was really important to prove that it is actually possible. Now, when we have proven it, there are at least four major ways how we can improve and how we are improving ZKVM. Improve the cryptography itself. We have a very, very strong cryptographic team now improve the code itself, optimize it, use optimal programming languages, etc. Right. Pipeline the provers. When you have a prover that takes one minute to generate proof, you can pipeline 20 of them. And then instead of one minute, you have three seconds. Sure. The fourth thing is actually hardware acceleration. We're also working on that very actively. That's not publicly known, I guess, mm. but we have both GPU focused and FPGA focused efforts to accelerate on the hardware level itself. So there's four major ways how we can further improve ZKVM, but mm -hmm. current cost to actually process one transaction and prove it is, mm -hmm. as I said, a little bit less than one, one cent. Well, yeah, so the base resource cost is less than a penny. So yes. like maybe there's like a, because the fee market gets to like a penny or so. Yes, that's but, an, it, yeah. it's up to market then. Right. Like right. it might reach two pennies. Two or three pennies. Oh no, it <laughs> what it can be. <laughs> it depends on the market. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The other really exciting thing you said is the EVM equivalence aspect of this, which yes. is something that I went down that rabbit hole and came out very, very appreciative of what EVM equivalence is. And just to speed run the listener through that, you have EVM equivalence versus EVM compatibility. Uh, and EVM equivalence is like the true copy and pasting of code without having to change anything. Like the EVM stack is one-to-one -one comparable, where EVM compatibility is like... Uh, I might be fudging this, but like yes. mo the bytecode works, but like producing that bytecode is like a little different and like you need to different developer tooling. So with this EVM equivalent status of this EVM chain, you get to just port over the developer ecosystem, like like uh, whatever that means, like um, compiling tools and like uh, solidity tools. I'm a little bit uh, out of my element here talking about this, but like I kind of get the gist. When you launch this ZK EVM mainnet, you have everything else that all the other developers are familiar with on other EVM chains yes. as well, like yes. out of the box. Yes, you're leveraging the whole ecosystem, which is very, very important, right. as we all know. So what you're doing, when we're discussing EVM equivalence, you're basically re-implementing the EVM the mm -hmm. way it should be implemented. It's like almost like you're implementing a new Ethereum node. Like you literally take the 
official EVM specification, and you go opcode by opcode. You're literally re-implementing EVM, but this CVM is ZK-friendly, so to say. In the background, it is able to generate uh, ZK proofs for batteries of transactions. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's a normal EVM. It's implemented like Get EVM, like Aragon Mm -hmm. EVM. It literally follows the same specification. That's one thing. You just implement all the Ethereum RPC methods. Currently, we're actually running official Ethereum tests. There are thousands of tests that every client, for example, that joins, that wants to join the network should actually pass. Currently, ZKVM is passing, the client's passing around 30% of the tests, but we just started. Like, we're very confident that the percentage is going to go up very, very quickly. So basically, if you implement all the RPC methods, you follow the official EVM specification, you pass all the Ethereum tests, you're very much Ethereum equivalent. That's what you want to ideally have. Right. And just to really illustrate why this is so powerful is that if something is EVM equivalent on one layer two or on the Ethereum layer one, you can instantly just take that whole thing that you've built and put it on any other EVM chain instantly. So like all the apps that are built on any other EVM equivalent chain work on all the other EVM equivalent chains. So like exactly. we, get, we get, there's tailwinds in the development labor when you work on an EVM equivalent chain. Exactly. What's the name of this thing? I know there's always like a name for every single polygon chain. What's the name of this one? Uh, it's still being discussed, to be honest. <laughs> you know, like also one uh, that gives me a good segue. Polygon Hermes officially shipped ZKVM. Okay. Very important to understand, and this was really a collaborative process of almost one year of very exciting collaboration between sure. Polygon Hermes, Polygon Zero, and Polygon Maiden. There was literally zero competition between these teams and 100% collaboration. And it was really amazing. We have regular, we still have regular weekly calls between the teams, daily asynchronous communication. Every month or two, we have in-person workshops basically somewhere around the world. So for me personally, it was really an amazing experience watching these smart people collaborate. And the reason I'm saying this is that's also Polygon Hermes people feel very grateful to these other two teams for all the help mm-hmm. uh, and contributions. So that's why we're discussing currently the name that would maybe unified right. or symbolize that really right. this was a team effort. It- I remember uh, ECC last year, Mahalo, it was you, me and Mariano and we were getting drinks after the conference yes, was right. over. And then you went and, and like disappeared scooters. for like five or 10 minutes to take a phone call. And then you oh came God, back and sat down at the table, just super excited. I remember. And you wouldn't, and you couldn't tell what, what me and Mariano what it was. But then, like a couple I think days I later, I told you, or, or I couldn't. You said it's something about we acquired a ZK EV or a ZK team, but you couldn't give us all the details. And then, like three days later, it announced that Polygon had acquired uh, Hermes. I was like, oh, that's what that call was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in retrospect, it's. Yeah. It's very, crazy, very, crazy how much has happened in a year. Yes, yes. Very, very crazy timeline. So with all layer twos, there's always like a token staking component. Maybe not always, but like that's kind of where we assume this is going. And I'm assuming Matic is the token that gets staked to validate this chain. Yes. And currently also there's so many things happening in Polygon at every single moment. We are currently redesigning the token. That is mm-hmm. something that is also actively happening as, as we speak. Basically, the Matic ticker is probably mm-hmm. the last legacy of the... Uh, right. previous project right. which was Matic doesn't make Network. any sense anymore yeah. yes and we intentionally kept it that way because right. when we announced Polygon it wasn't just a mere rebranding it was really a symbol for us of this pivot in the vision and, and this new vision grand vision that we had and we wanted to do the same with, with the token we intentionally mm-hmm. kept it the same ticker and the same right. design until we were actually confident that Polygon as a project and the vision has product market fit. Mm-hmm. And now we are ready to actually upgrade the token actually to something that will reflect uh, where Polygon is. And then we have made certain adjustments that will make it 
I guess, a powerful utility and, and very important component of the Polygon Slider vision. Amazing. Well, Mahalo, what are you going to announce next year at NextHTC? That's too long too of far. a framework. <laughs> we can talk in two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's genuinely like hard for me to mm -hmm. perceive like yeah. what, what, what to do in 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Mahalo, thank you for coming on and sharing the story. Thank you so much, David, Cheers. for following our call. Of course. Of Thanks course. so much.